Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopol.org.nz. Now for this week's message. But um, I've got a message this morning. Uh, to want, I want to speak to the hearts of God's sons and encourage you and remind you of the role and responsibility that you have as a man. And yes, it is to provide, it is to protect, it is to nurture, it is to raise, but it is to cover, more importantly, your family spiritually. That you have been fashioned and formed with masculinity, yes, so you can work hard, but so you can work hard covering your family with spiritual covering. And I believe that this is the paramount and the chief role and responsibility of every husband and every father in church is, yes, you need to provide, you need to protect, but we need to be covering our families spiritually in a world that has been eroded, in a world where the moral compass is spinning with no true north, in a world where spirituality has been traded for new age thinking, for universalism, that where, where the the cornerstones of our society, everything our society has been built upon for millennia is now being traded in for counterfeit, traded in for fake, traded in for something that cannot replace the cornerstones of our society, which is biblical God-fearing men living and leading as, they, as God-fearing men. So uh, my message this morning is titled Messages for the Modern Man, that we live in a unique season of life. We are raising children in an atmosphere socially and, uh, you know, through the media and all these things that the world has never faced before. We are raising children in a climate that we ourselves weren't raised in. We were raised without the internet. We were raised without, you know, online peer pressure and online bullying, etc., etc. And we are raising our children in a totally unique season that the world has never seen before. This requires husbands and fathers to lift their game. That uh, we can't rely on children's church to raise our children. You cannot rely on education to educate your children. You cannot rely on the world to teach your children. It is your job as a husband and as a father to raise your children, no one else. And if you don't raise them, someone will. And you can't complain when they do. If you forfeit your role and responsibility as a father and as a husband to your family, someone else will love your daughter if you're not. Someone else will champion your son if you're not. And if you're lucky, they'll champion them in the right direction, but nine times out of ten, they'll champion them to a direction that is going to serve their own needs and have their own dreams fulfilled through the lives of your children. We cannot stand idle and passive when it comes to raising our children, when it comes to educating our children about spiritual things, about kingdom things, and about worldly things. We must have a voice into the lives of our children that is louder than the voice of the world. You have no choice. You cannot forfeit your role as a husband and as a father. And if you do, you cannot complain if you have. If the people sitting around your table at Christmas time are more of a foe than a friend, you need to go and stand in the bathroom and stare into the mirror because you raised them or you didn't. 
I don't want to be hard on you this morning, but being a father should be a sobering and a wonderful experience simultaneously. We want to share in the pinnacles of success with our children. We also want to walk through the valleys of despair with our children. We want to champion them, but we also want to carry in our hearts the sober reality of the immense responsibility it is to raise our children in a counter-culturally to the world. The church is countercultural. The church is no longer the social norm, it is the social opposite. What we're doing in here is what most of the world is not doing. They're doing a whole lot of other stuff. And you are choosing to raise strong, independent children who are going to decide to swim against the current of culture. And we are raising children to change the world. They will hit up against pressure. They will swim against the stream. They will change the world. And, but this is the climate that we are raising our children in. And to sit back in the she'll be right Kiwi attitude will not raise a fierce, kingdom-minded, world-changing young woman or young man of God. So this is our job as men is to, my mother looked out the kitchen window. My older brother, who's six or seven years older than me, was standing in our front yard. We lived on a lifestyle property. He was standing in the front yard with his toy lawnmower and, uh, and she was like, this is cute. He's, he's, his dad mows the lawns. Sam mows the lawns. So he's, he's, pushing, he's pushing his mower through the grass. And then his toy mower, little did mum know, the toy mower breaks down. Like something's gone wrong with the toy mower. So my brother, he holds it by the handle and he starts to kick the toy mower and, and curse the toy mower. He then, holding the toy mower by the hand, starts to spin in circles like an Olympic hammer thrower, round and round on the front lawn until he throws his toy lawnmower off the raised front lawn down into the kiwi fruit orchard and storms off because that's how dad mows the lawns. That's a true story. My father stood on the front lawn when the mower broke down. He kicked it and kicked it. He grabbed it by the handle. He spun around in circles and he threw it off. Little did he know his son was watching. And the moral of the story is children will follow your example long after they forget your advice. You can't tell your child how to live. You've got to show them how to live. And as men, it's our job to show our children, show our sons how to be a pure, God-fearing man. Show our daughters how to be a valiant, strong, courageous male, role modeling to our children the husbands they should be desiring and role modeling to our sons the husbands they need to be, the men of God, the businessmen, the sportsmen, the, uh, the, the teacher, the educator, the politician, whatever realm of life they choose to walk into, that may not have been our realm of life, but we can equip them with a moral code that is going to hold them strong through whatever um, avenue of life they choose to walk into. And I want our children to be walking in the pathways of economics and politics and education and media because the world needs Christians social architects of God's kingdom walking in the pathways on this earth. So it's our role um, as blokes to lead the way. Like this is the message for the modern man. In the beginning, Adam was wandering around alone in the garden. And God said, this is going to end up a shambles. He's sitting there with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. He's like, what have we done? Man on his... No, he wasn't saying that. But he's saying this. He said, it's not good for this chap to be alone. He needs a helper. He needs someone to help him. It's your wife's job to help you, not to do your job for you. 
It is your wife's role to help you be the spiritual leader of your home, not to be the spiritual leader of your home in, in your place. Now, your wife will raise to the occasion if you're not doing it. Where there's a void, your wife spiritually, your wife will most probably fill it because most women have a deep connection to God and desire to give their lives in service to Him. But God, and the intention of God is for man, you as a husband and a father, to be the leader of your home, and your wife is to champion you as you do it. Was not good for Adam to be alone. I'll send a woman alongside him to help him, to encourage him, to champion the cause, to help him keep on track, not to nag him, but to remind him of the champion that he is, to remind him how much his children need him, to remind him how much of a difference it makes when he prays, when he worships, when he takes the children to church, when he turns up to a sports game, when he turns up at a, at a school maths competition, when he turns up at the, the chess game, whatever it is, your wife is there to champion you to become the greatest Christian father you can possibly be. She is not there to replace you as the spiritual authority in your home. As a man, that is your job. You cannot, you cannot delegate it. You cannot give it to someone else. It is your God-given privilege to be that person for your children. You are the man for the job. It's not someone else. It is you, the person in your seat is the right husband and the right father for your family and for your marriage. God doesn't make mistakes. And He uses ours for our own benefit, if we let Him. So this morning, messages for the modern man. I've got three things real quick. This is the 10-10-2 challenge for men this Father's Day. And I know men are going to readily rise to the challenge and rise to the occasion as we step into our role and responsibility as, children, as, as fathers and husbands. And I've got Oliver, who just turned 15 years old, and Autumn, who's 12, and Phoenix, who's 10, and Florence, who's 5, and Atarea, who is 2. And I'm kind of parenting through this, you know, massive gap of age groups. But as my children grow older, I'm realizing that what worked for what was suitable for a five or even a 10-year-old or even a 14-year-old is no longer suitable for a 15 or a 16-year-old. And we need to be growing spiritually with our children so that when they come and ask us questions, we've actually got something in the kitchen to feed them. When our children get hungry spiritually, what do we have to feed them? We can't just feed them cliche, kids' church one-liners that God loves you, you know, that God cares for you and that Jesus died for you. That all may be true, but it may make either zero sense or just totally miss the mark of what's going on in their life. And, and we as fathers and men need to be cooking in the kitchen so that when our kids get hungry, we've got something to offer them. We got something. To, it's our job to feed our families. Your wife will help you. Your wife will champion you. But don't you dare pass the responsibility onto your wife to do the job that you should be doing. This is biblical living. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, even giving His life for the church. Our lives are meant to be spent for the benefit of our wives and our children. This is kingdom living. 
Our lives should not be used causing damage and destruction, but to build, to edify, correct, and empower those God has entrusted to put underneath our care. So the 1010 challenge for you this Father's Day going forward is to spend 10 minutes a day reading your Bible, to spend 10 minutes a day praying, and to listen to two worship songs every single day. Proverbs so easy. Like most of you are probably already doing it. Psalms 119 verse 130 says that the unfolding of God's word gives light. That our, the Bible should be our map, our guide through Christian life. Not a novel, not someone else's interpretation of the Bible. Interpret it for yourself. Like read it for yourself. Get into your Bible, study it for 10 minutes a day, and you'll find, just read Proverbs every single day. If you read no other book but Proverbs, you'll be a better man for it. But spend 10 minutes a day reading the book of Proverbs. This may look for you leaving the house half an hour earlier and sitting in your ute in the driveway or driving around the corner and stopping. You get out your Bible. You know you can get your Bible on your phone. You can get the audio Bible read by actors, Samuel L. Jackson, LL Cool J, all these guys, they make it sound, it's even got sound effects in it, like birds tweeting, the wind blowing, like it has never been easier to read your Bible than it is right now, like the modern world has definitely helped us, you, there's no excuse to not be in the Word of God, if you don't like reading, listen, if you don't like listening, you've probably got a problem, you know, <laughs> start reading. If you like the sound of your own voice, read the Bible out loud. <laughs> it's like a double-edged sword. You're speaking it and you're also hearing it simultaneously. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And when you hear yourself profess it, you'll find your faith level begins to rise through your profession of the truth, the Word of God. So read your Bible. for 10, This is the 10-10-2 challenge. I'm going to ask you at the end of this um, service, if you're going to stand up and accept the challenge, you're not just going to be able to walk out and be like, whatever. You don't have to stand and accept the challenge, but I'm really hoping you do. Um, I know your wife probably will. But uh, it says, yeah, ten, the 10, 10, 2 challenge. Spend 10 minutes a day reading your Bible. Ten, no more, no less. 10 minutes a day reading Proverbs. You can read one scripture for 10 minutes. You can read a couple of chapters. You, uh, you discover what works for you. Spend 10 minutes in prayer. Five minutes listening and five minutes talking. Pray for your, pray for your wife. Pray for your children. Pray for that which God has put under your care. You may be your business, maybe you're a manager in a store, maybe you're a principal of a school, whatever God has put you know, you in authority over, pray for it and bring it under God's authority. Bring it under, you know, the, Phil Pringle said this, I'd rather be a prince in God's kingdom than a king in my own. When you're a prince in God's kingdom, you're under his covering, under his kingdom. When you're a king in your own, well, all you've got is yourself. You're the, you're the ultimate authority and the, you know, the means to every end in your life. When you're a prince in God's kingdom, you have access to the fullness that his kingdom has on offer. Pray, spend 10 minutes a day in prayer, five minutes, God, I bless my children. Bless them at school. I bless them in sport. There may be some that have particular needs, health things, learning issues. Pray for them. 
bring it under the covering of God. Pray for your business, pray for your staff, and then spend five minutes listening. God, prayer is a conversation. So you, you talk some and you listen some. Spend five minutes, God, what do you have to say to me today? You've just read the Bible, so he'll be able to speak to you through his word. You know that thing you just read? That's, you probably need to work on that, or I just want to encourage you. He will speak to you. God has, is, like the psalmist wrote, if I were to count the thoughts you had for me, they would outnumber the sand on the earth. God has no shortage of thoughts. God is, God's not like, oh, I haven't thought about you today. He is fully loaded. He has got a bullet in every chamber of good thoughts aimed at you. The, the magazine is stacked full for you to ask and him to shoot into your life the way. And the Bible says before that, how wonderful are your thoughts to me, O Lord. If I were to count them, surely they would outnumber the sand on the earth. God is not aiming at you negativity. He is not aiming at you depression. He is not aiming at you, you know, things to bring you down. He's aiming at you things to bring you a lift, to bring out the gold that he knows is in you. So five minutes talking, five minutes listening, then two worship songs. You might have a couple of bangers you listen to, a couple of top tenors, you know, a couple of go-tos. You may just, you know, you may be into super mellow, whatever works for you. You may be able to do this. Topo is difficult because our commute's normally no longer than five minutes. So you might have to find a slightly longer route to work, a two-song route to work. You, this is just a little bit of creative thinking rather than just taking the, as the crow flies to work. I'm going to go as the fantail flies to work. I'm just going to stop at a few intersections. I'm just going to, you know, intentionally go through the, the traffic lights in town because it's going to give me a little pause in my life. And I'm telling you, when you intentionally make space for God in your life, He will flood it. You will not be disappointed. You will not be like nothing happens. And this is going to help you become the man, the spiritual leader that your family needs you to be and that the world needs you to be. But don't worry about the world. Just worry about the world that lives under your roof. Stand up for them. Fight for them. You're the man for the job. Don't no one is disqualifying you by yourself. God is not disqualifying you. The enemy will try and disqualify you. But when you do this, you'll find you get a spiritual uppercut in your spirit, spiritual kickback, spiritual grit inside of you, no longer pushed around by the ebbs and flows of life, but you've set your face like flint. As for me and my household, we're serving the Lord. We're giving, we're serving, we're turning up, we're praying, we're worshiping. We're going to be the real deal, not lip service, not just because it's, not because it's convenient. Because we made a choice, an intentional decision to build our house on the Bible, to build it on the unfallible, unshakable, and everlasting Word of God. Let's pray this morning. Some of you may have found this Word a bit strong. Some of you may have found it refreshing. For some of you, it may just be a totally new thought altogether. But God is for you, men. I am for you men, this church is for you men, and the very best thing I can do for you as your pastor is remind you of your role and responsibility and help you to function in it as a man, as a husband. This is your role, your right, your responsibility, and your privilege to lead your family spiritually. It's a heavy responsibility, 
but we're built for this. This is what God made us for. He made us to work. He made us to provide. He made us to fight. He made us to stand. He made us to cover. You, by your very DNA, are built for this role. God designed you to carry this weight. He designed you with a spirit in you to stand, to make a difference, to pray, to intercede, and to lead. You are the man for the job, and you have been made to handle it, to carry it, and to do it. Don't think it's someone else. It is you. And my challenge to you this morning is to accept the 10 10 too. I'm going to pray for 10 minutes. I'm going to read for 10 minutes. I'm going to listen to two worship songs every day. I'm going to sit in my ute early before I go to work. I'm going to go to bed half an hour earlier at night so I can get up half an hour earlier in the morning. I'm going to, I'm going to pay a, a little personal price for the sake of my family. I'm going to allow my world to be a little bit torn so that God may get inside my world, get inside my family and, and help maximize the man he has made me to be. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.